This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. And I'm joined by a very special guest. My sister, Stephanie, is in the building. You want to say hello to the people, Steph? Hello. Hello. Hello, TMM family. Praise the Lord. I'm just so happy to have my sister on. Um, it truly is a blessing. You know, she is is like the heartbeat of our outreach and just such a, a a passionate person when it comes to reaching the lost and reaching folks so i just praise god for you mm-hmm. in that regard sister you know god is just so good we were having a bible study we're going to get right into it we were having a a little bible study this week and we were looking in the book of galatians right and as we were having that discussion you said something that really stood out to me you were speaking about we had gotten to a part that was just talking about the freedom of being in Christ, the freedom that we have with Christ. So I want you to tell the people what you were explaining when we were having Mm -hmm. that Bible study. Yeah. So basically I was just um, sharing um, the struggle and the difficulty of being able to truly accept God's grace. Um, it, It was a struggle for me. Um, for many different reasons, um, but mainly just always being um, thinking that you or being raised to think that you have to work for everything that you get. Right. You know? Yeah. You got to work for your degree. You got to work at your job to get money. You got to work, work, work. So works is kind of like embedded in us. Um, But the grace of God is a gift. Absolutely. Yeah. And so when you brought that up, it really stood out to me because what you shared is something that I've experienced in my walk as well. And I feel like it's something that a lot of other people have probably experienced just kind of as you go through this walk. And the title of tonight's solid talk is why is this so difficult that this is receiving the grace of God? Yeah. You know, it seemed like it should be a pretty straightforward concept. Yeah. But like you were saying, we're so conditioned to working for everything that we get. If it's a job, if it's, um, you know, anything, really, you work for food, you work for if you guy or something, you work to get a woman's number. You just work for everything down here. Right. So what what have you done, sister, to really get to the place where you kind of have been able to do a better job at receiving the grace of God. Man. Accepting the fact that um, <laughs> grace is a gift. Wow. But like really accepting the fact that grace is a gift. There's mm-hmm. absolutely nothing I can do to earn it. There's nothing I can do to maintain it. Um, it's a gift. Um, it can't be worked for. Wow. You know, it's just a gift. It is a gift. And I think the challenging <laughs> part about it being a gift is well not well, let me let me phrase this the right way. I think what makes it so difficult to receive that gift is because it's such a wonderful gift. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> like Absolutely. like say if my sister give me 
like she gave me a, a, a Chick-fil-A cookie today. She know I love some Chick-fil-A cookies. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I gave her a plant. And it's like we can receive those gifts yeah. pretty easily because, yes, they're nice gestures. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's just a thoughtful thing or just looking out for one another or something like that. But if I were to, if you were to walk in my house and I gave you like a check for $10 million, <laughs> then it kind of be like, <laughs> when the spirit moves you, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but it's, it's almost like in your mind, yeah, you will be wondering like, okay, this is too good to be true. Yeah. 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 It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to just accept that there, that it's a, it's just a gift. Um, it's a genuine gift. From, of love or from a place of genuine unconditional love right right um, yeah it's a place of unconditional love um i had a, the first church i went to the pastor of that church we had a, a new members class right this is when i first first got saved and i decided to join the church god told me to go back to church and all of that so i'm in the new members class or whatever yeah and what he does is he he reaches in his pocket and this is kind the of pastor? along the lines. Yeah, the pastor. Okay. It was like a few of us in the class. He reached in his pocket and he pulled out $20. Uh-huh. And he he like basically held the $20 out for whoever wanted it. Mm -hmm. And it was probably like six or seven of us in the class. And okay. nobody took the $20. And mm. the reason why that was is because uh. in everybody's mind, it was kind of like, okay. In order for me to receive something, I had to have done something oh, else. There has to be some sort of exchange mm -hmm. that I'm doing for it. Yeah. You know, and but what stands out to me is that I'm sure that wasn't the first time he did it because mm -hmm. he told us he was like, every time I do that, no one ever takes the money. Well, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> he he's retired now. No, I didn't even know pastors could retire. No, that's a but, good. That's a good um, uh -huh. example of. So he he used that as an analogy to yeah. um, discuss the grace of God. Yeah, he used that as an as as an analogy to discuss the grace of God. Wow. Yeah, and yeah, that's 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 a neat little example. Yeah. And he said exactly what you said, that it's a free gift. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just it's just something that that God chooses mm. to give us because he loves us. Right. Yeah. So yeah. let me ask you this. Mm. Could it be that receiving the grace of God or how we receive the grace of God is tied into how we receive love? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I believe so. Um it was it was difficult for me to grasp the concept of even um like a heavenly father mm. because my earthly father um it's all tied in together grace god's love uh, god's unconditional love his unmerited favor you know it was it's it's really it was really a difficult concept for me to grasp because one yes we've been conditioned to um believe that we have to work for everything mm -hmm. and two um my understanding of father-daughter relationships was not um I didn't have a good example of that early on mm -hmm. so it was a little difficult to grasp I didn't I didn't have any personal experience of father-daughter love mm -hmm. and of course we know that the love of our heavenly father far exceeds any earthly father's love um so just 
I'm already at a disadvantage because I don't even have like the basic understanding of father daughter love, you know. Right, right. So I definitely can't grasp the concept of heavenly father love. Um, but yeah, um, I would say that um, for me, yeah, just being able to really genuinely accept God's grace and know that there's absolutely nothing I could do to earn it. There's nothing that I could do um, for him to take it away. He just unconditionally loves. Yeah. 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 What you, what you said about receiving the love of a father. Yeah. You know, even that father daughter love. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a part of us being, becoming sons and daughters of God. Right. You know, he, he gives us, the Bible calls it the spirit of adoption. Yes. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And yeah. you know that term, Abba, is like a, a, a term of endearment. Yeah. It's it's almost like daddy, so to yeah. speak. And, you know, it's like there is a hurdle when you haven't really experienced it, in, in like, down here. Mm-hmm. So there's an adjustment that has to be made. Yeah. You know, it's like there's, I guess the Bible calls it the renewing of the mind. Yes. There's like a change. So, so talk to me a little bit about what type of adjustment you had to make in order to kind of get your mind from whatever you had or hadn't experienced before into coming into that relationship with, with the heavenly father. Deliverance. Deliverance. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Deliverance. Um, First of all, from rejection. Um, which is a process in itself. Um, it's really difficult to receive genuine love when you um you have the you inflicted with a spirit of rejection. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you really don't, can't even grasp the concept of what real love is. Mm-hmm. A rejected person is very difficult for them to um, receive love. Yeah. Um, yeah. But by the grace of God. Yeah, praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is good. So I would say deliverance first and foremost, um, rejection, because that father-daughter relationship wasn't what it should have been, mm-hmm. you know? So um, just um, deliverance and um, realizing what, what what God's word says about his promises. It's yeah. true. Either I'm going to believe it or I'm not. And I believe it. I've seen it come to pass. I've experienced God's love in my own life. Mm-hmm. I've experienced deliverance. So I have no reason to doubt that um, that his grace is sufficient. Yeah. You know, I have no reason to doubt. I can relate to that too, what you're saying about rejection and all of that, because like you said, it's difficult for a rejected, a, a person who's dealt with rejection to receive love Yeah, because it's foreign to you. Yeah. It's like a foreign language. And I believe mm-hmm. that what can happen sometimes is that, we can almost become afraid of it yeah because it's like if i yeah real love yeah real love because if i if i actually step out there and attempt to receive the love of god then now all of these fear scenarios can start to form in your mind Mm -hmm. because if it's almost like it's almost like (laughs) I think Homer Simpson said this quote, and I don't know why it stuck with me forever. But he's like, uh, "What do you say? If at first you, if if no. if at first you don't succeed, don't tell anyone you ever tried." 
So it's kind of like if instead at first you don't succeed, don't tell anyone. You yeah, because I think the real expression is supposed to be if at first you don't succeed, try again or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But I think it was Homer Simpson. I could be wrong. He said, "If at first you don't succeed, don't tell anyone you ever tried." So I think when it comes to kind of stepping out there and really taking that step forward to receive somebody's love, we have to get the 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 fear scenario of what if it gets rejected mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. okay i can give all of my heart to christ mm-hmm. but what if what if he mismanages it what if things don't go like i expect them to go it becomes all of these what if type things yeah mm. the yeah. fear the fear is that the fear is definitely a um a aspect of it of being able to receive and those things are things that um, the enemy uses. Um, that's why renewing of, the renewing of the mind is so, um, is so important. Those are things that the enemy uses to fear, of course, is something that the enemy uses rather. But to keep us from being able to accept God's grace and receive his uh, genuine, unconditional love, um, you, we start to make it an us thing. You know what I mean? we start to make it a us thing. I don't deserve this. I haven't um, earned this or, you know, it's just almost surreal. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's very difficult to just feel like, okay, this person is just going to freely love me um, unconditionally for who I am. I mean, like really who I am, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? My broke down messy yeah, self, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Regardless of what this person genuinely loves me will never leave or forsake me that for me mm-hmm. you know what i mean um mercy new every day no matter what yeah yeah it's amazing you know it, it's it's like sometimes those thoughts of condemnation can rear their ugly head it's like yes. you walk this walk and you might be doing well for a stretch and then all of, all of a sudden something happens and then once that thing happens all of these carnal minded thoughts or even sometimes a quote unquote spirit of condemnation all of these different type of thoughts can kind of begin to bombard us right and we begin to have these i call them i call them fear scenarios because you know how the bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for yeah the evidence of things not seen right i kind of feel like fear is the 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 substance of things not hoped for because it's something that hasn't even happened yet, mm-hmm. but we're just assuming that it can or will happen, mm-hmm. but we haven't even tried it yet. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like before we even figure out if, you know, what the love of God is about, mm-hmm. we have these defense mechanisms where it's like, okay, I'm only give 80%, but I'm not going to give 100%. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm only going to be vulnerable 95 percent, but that other five percent i'm keeping just in case mm. <laughs> yeah no he he definitely gonna require that 100 percent yeah 100 percent um i wanted to speak a little bit about what you said about the fear factor um the enemy intentionally invokes fear he plants a seed like an idea a thought mm-hmm. we have to determine whether or not we act on that thought or we allow that thought to take root and stop us or hold us back or um if we're going to cast it down and move forward in whatever it is that you know receiving the love Mm -hmm. walking and whatever calling god is whatever fear whatever he's trying to keep us fearful of doing 
Um, so yeah, cast down every thought, every vain imagination, you know, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. I believe that fear is a tactic used by the enemy to keep us from um from moving, you know, to, from moving in the things of the Lord. Wow. From advancing forward, we know fears, you know. Yeah, it's it's a strategy. I love what you said about stopping it before it becomes before it grows yeah it's almost like if he plants that seed of negativity in your yeah. mind or something like that we gotta scoop it up and get rid of it immediately absolutely immediately yeah. immediately you you can't even um <laughs> you can't even give it a second thought sometimes i mean i know that's easier said than done right right you know what i mean but you casting down those thoughts um that you know it's contrary to the word of God. Mm-hmm. You know that it's contrary to the promises of God. Um, yeah, they got to go. Period. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, even if you don't believe it all the way yet, you know what I mean? If you, mm-hmm. you can't see it all the way yet, you know, do it by faith. Yeah, by faith. <laughs> by you know faith. what I mean? By faith. This, the scripture says that we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Yes. You know what I mean? Hebrews, it talks about how there's, well, the Bible talks about how there's one mediator between God and man, yes. the man, Christ Jesus. Right. And what allows him to be that mediator is the fact that he is God in the flesh. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also or and he's also he also came down here and lived as a human mm-hmm. so he can relate to both parties. And that that mm-hmm. fellowship that he has when he put on flesh. Right. And humbled himself that 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 uh familiarity that he has with both us as humans yeah. and then god yeah. as god almighty that allows him to be able to have that conversation yeah and i think it's so important for us to realize when, when we are coming boldly to the throne of grace mm-hmm. that christ is an mm-hmm. advocate yes you yeah. know we have an advocate yes. and we have an adversary Yes. The adversary is constantly accusing us. Yeah. But if you think of it like a lawyer, the advocate yep. is constantly defending us. Facts. Yeah. So we got somebody defending us that's Absolutely. on our side. Absolutely. Um the, the word of God says, and don't quote me verbatim, but we have not a high priest, you know the scripture I'm speaking of, mm-hmm. that basically that can't relate to our sufferings or yep. our infirmities, um, everything that we will experience, you know, the Lord Jesus is not unfamiliar with, um, he ain't fall victim to, but mm-hmm. he is knowledgeable of. Yeah, he is know? knowledgeable of, absolutely. Um, I was looking for my Bible because um oh, well, you know, I think I, I left fresh, it upstairs, uh... but Sister Stephanie's got the fresh <laughs> Bible. And the reason why I was looking for it is because I see a comment by King of Grace, she was saying Second Corinthians 10 and 5 is atomic power. And I wanted to see okay, what that said in Second Corinthians 10 and 5. I don't know. I must have left my Bible. Oh, my Bible sitting over there on the piano. <laughs> I was about to say, I know I brought it down here. Yeah. But man, just it can be such a challenge to receive God's grace. But I thank God that he is so patient with us. Absolutely. Like you said, long suffering. Yes. Long suffering. Um, man. Yeah. Yeah. You you got it, sister. Second Corinthians 10 and 5. Yeah. So this is the, um, 
the common English uh, mm-hmm. translation just for you all. And it says, and every every defense that is raised up to oppose the knowledge of God, they capture every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Taking that thought captive. Right. And sometimes we even have to say it. Yeah. Like verbally. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. No, I do. <laughs> yeah. And it's so weird because uh, you got to stay on the screen, sorry. sister. I, yeah. I can't wait. You can get close okay. out. <laughs> <laughs> they always get on me for not wanting to be close to nobody. That I like, want, you know, overcrowd just, nah, you, you good, know, his personal space. Yeah, it's all good. Um, we have to take every thought captive. Yeah, we have to. We have to. And man, it was it was something I wanted to say about that, but it's like right away, right away, mm-hmm. right away, so that it, it doesn't fester. Right. That's what I was saying. Verbally say it. Yeah. Like sometimes we have to literally open up our mouths and say it. And and I don't know if you've experienced this before, but sometimes it seemed like like I almost don't even have the energy to open up my mouth and say something. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I mean, I know it's the enemy, so I have an idea what it is, but I just think it's so weird because all you have to do is just say something, but then it's like the enemy or your flesh or whatever it is sometimes don't even want you to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that could be um, just me. I never, I never experienced that, mm-hmm. but I have um, experienced just not catching it or, yeah. or knowing what it is. Knowing is a, a a a thought of condemnation and not addressing it mm-hmm. and allowing it to fester, like just out of man, I know what that is. But yeah. sleeping on it, though, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, not casting it down in the sense of uh, um, having a a retaliation in a sense with the word of God. Yeah. So for every con- condemning thought, then there's a scripture that, that will pop, come to mind or I would, you know, I would hope that a scripture will come to mind to address that thought. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I don't even know what, what I don't even want to yeah. think of condemning thoughts, but I mean, I got you. you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Exactly. You know what I mean? No, I'm the head, I'm not the tail. You know what I mean? I'm 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 the lender, not the borrower. You know, those type of things that the word of God says, just proclaiming it. Yeah. Even if you can't verbalize it at the moment, just thinking it, you know, just thinking it, having that word rooted in our hearts so that when we um we do come to a place where we have condemning thoughts and we can counteract it immediately. That's the word I was looking for. I yeah. said retaliate. I meant counteract. Counteract, yep. Yeah. Right away. Like nah. That's a lie. That's dead. Yeah. yeah. The word of God says, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Satan is the father of lies. Absolutely. And as the father Absolutely. of lies, that's his primary weapon that he uses against us in that he strategically uses lies. Yep. And a lot of times I found that he'll keep using the same lie until, until it's defeated. Yeah. You know, it's like a, I always use the example of a sports team. It's like if you know that every time you get a ball to Shaq, he's going to dunk on somebody, you're just going to keep giving it to him until <laughs> they find a way to stop it. He's going to keep using it until it don't work no more. Exactly. And as long as it's effective, he's going to keep using it. Yeah. And that's yeah. what that means is that we have to come into agreement with truth. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I think even to a point that you made earlier, we have to understand that God's word is true, even if we don't necessarily see it for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? It's like um, like you were saying, okay, I'm the, the lender, not the borrower. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. All of that's true. Right. But sometimes we might feel like we haven't realized that mm-hmm. in, you know, the natural, as people say. Mm-hmm. And we have to come into agreement with it, even if we don't perceive it with our finite, right. limited minds. Right. Faith comes by hearing. Yeah. Hearing comes by the way we cite it. It'll make it repetitive in your mind, you know. It'll come it'll come to life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like the opposite is true. Exactly. You know? Um, so yeah. 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 It's one of those things where we have to be intentional. You know, we really have to be intentional to understand that is warfare. I think me and Nicole weren't here talking maybe last week about how when you're having battles, warfare, mm-hmm. a lot of the reason why the enemy is able to be so, uh, well, to, 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 to gain ground on us is because we don't even realize the warfare that we're in wow. sometimes. So wow. we have to realize that those lies and things that he says, that, that that's even an attack because a lot of times we'll think it's just us. And sometimes it might be us, but we still have to come out of agreement with it. Yeah. You know, we have to, we have to walk in what God says, you know, if we are in a backslidden state or something like that, or if we do something to um, sin against God and disappoint him or something like that, we have to understand that that doesn't mean that that's the end of our journey. It's not like God is going to throw us away just because we did something. We sinned against him. Right. Right. That's not the type of God that he is. You're right. Exactly. And that's why that's why I struggled so much with grace, mm-hmm. because everything usually in life is um, consequential. Yep. You know what I mean? You do something as a kid wrong. You're going to get a spanking or you're going to get punished or you're going to get something taken away or there's a cause and effect. There's a consequence for every action. So naturally, we kind of like think, okay, well, I did this, and so God is going to be upset with me, or he's going to punish me, or, you know, I don't know, he's going to take his hand off my life, or there's Mm -hmm. some form of punishment that I have to suffer for this deed, when in all actuality, it's the opposite. The grace of God um, covers. (laughs) Yeah, even in hearing you say that. (laughs) <laughs> what comes to mind is I'm sorry, I got <laughs> yeah no that's all good what, god is so good he is so good man he is so good and what comes to mind and even hearing you say that is the fact that um we have to know the character of god yeah and we also have to understand our our heart toward God because God knows that God is, God is looking at the heart. You right. know what I mean? He's looking at the heart. Right. And as long as someone has that type of heart to always want to seek God, mm-hmm. even if I made a mistake, even if I, you know, did something horrible, but my, but my intentions are still to pursue God, to follow Christ. Right. That's what I believe he's looking at. Right. And I believe that's the difference between what the Bible calls a broken and contrite spirit. Yes. Versus what we call greasy grace. (laughs) Greasy grace. Wait, what is that? I guess, I guess the idea of greasy grace is like, 
when somebody knows that God is gracious, Mm -hmm. but it's like because he is so gracious, they think that that's a license to just do anything that you want. Like Paul said, God forbid. Yeah, God forbid. (laughs) Yeah, we're not saying that, okay, because God is so gracious that you just don't have to worry about living right a life you have to try that's after just, god just frustrating we were talking about that too frustrating or just kind of like taking for granted the grace of god in a sense yeah um, when you were speaking though what came to mind is the holy spirit is a keeper yep the holy spirit is a keeper so even when we have moments of failure or um indulging things that we shouldn't or whatever the case may be we have a we have a fall um the enemy is going to immediately come to with the condemnation off the break you know what I mean? Because his his um, tactic is to his ultimate goal is to get you outside of the will of God. Mm-hmm. You cannot you cannot be inside the will of God and not accept the concept of grace. Wow, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You you have to you have to grasp the understanding of how this works. There's you it's unmerited. Wow, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to work. You're never going to be able to. You're gonna it's just not going to work. It's just not going to work. You have to accept the concept of, of grace and God's character, his love, his genuine love to wow. be able to walk this thing. Yeah. So even as you say that, do you think that pride sometimes can play a role? Absolutely. In... Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Because Absolutely. it's like, sometimes it can be that pride that, that we want to say, okay, I was able to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I am I'm the best I'm what they have in school student of the month. Man. I'm the Christian of the month. Ah, <laughs> but it's month. The month. Yeah. Man. So sometimes we can have that. And it might not even be like a conscious thing, but it, it can like, just be. You're right. Right. You know, just like you said, it's that mindset in this world. You know, I always say that in this world, it's a metrics world, a metrics mindset where, okay, we have to constantly be working and achieving something yes yes yeah everything is about achievement status likes subscribers mm-hmm. you know um yeah yeah metrics yeah and it's so of, small uh, to god <laughs> like it's so i mean if you think about from god's perspective this is probably why it's so um so uh i don't know if he finds it silly but it's probably so silly to him is that it's like, okay, he's God. <laughs> and then we're able to feel like we did something that impresses him. Hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like in his from his perspective, he created everything. Yeah. The heavens, right. the earth, the right. universe, the stars, like the moon, know. humans, <laughs> animals. He created everything. Right. And all power lies in his hands. Right. Right. So him choosing to love us doesn't have anything to do with absolutely with, nothing. Uh, what with, 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 with us? With us? Yeah. You know what I mean? The only thing that really that comes to mind, something that God might be a little bit happy with, is um, I'm thinking about when Stephen got stoned, and the Bible says that uh, when Stephen was getting stoned, he was he looked up and he saw the Lord like standing yep. on the throne or something like that. I got to find it. It's in the book of Acts. But, you know, I just find that one, you know, because the scripture says Jesus is usually seated on the right hand of the throne of God. Mm-hmm. So he looked up and he saw the Lord and his face was shining. You know what I mean? 
So he might have been impressed with that, but the Bible doesn't even say that. So it's probably nothing that really impresses him. So we shouldn't be trying to impress him. Yeah. We should just be focused on loving him and letting him love us. Yeah, I, I don't think we can impress God. I right. think we can please God because the word of God says that it's impossible to please him without faith. Mm-hmm. Um, So I, I believe that faith moves God and pleases him. Yeah. And obedience, of course, you know, because that's what he desires. Are you us to walk in obedience by faith? Right. Um, but yeah, as far as impressing him, you probably, man, y'all ain't doing nothing, man. Yeah, yeah. It ain't really. <laughs> Sit I, down somewhere. I think what you said is just faith. That's what he's looking yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. He's looking for faith yep. and he's looking for faith. Right. And he's looking for us to 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 show the love that he showed us to other people. Yeah. You know, he's it was the two greatest commandments. Love the Lord thy God with all mm-hmm. your mind, heart, soul and strength and, and love your neighbor as you love right. yourself. Right. I think that's what he desires of us. It doesn't even necessarily impress him, but I think that's what he desires of us. Yeah. Is to do those things. I think that's what gets you that well done, my good and faithful servant. Yeah. It's I'm not so- going to be all of the you know the 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 technical actions that you do per se, but it's going to be the heart behind What's why you do the things that you do. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I'm just so grateful for the advocate, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. I'm just grateful for the advocate. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because he knows how hard it is to love people. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. But yeah, oh, I'm, I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful that the, that the Lord is, is an advocate. Um, and he, he can identify with our sufferings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's man, that's you you made me think about something. Is it really hard for God to love? I don't really think it is because no, he has God agape love, love, right? Yeah, he is love. He is like love. the epitome of love. Right. So it can't be difficult for him to to love. Yeah, he just does it. But then it's like for us, <laughs> it's a whole. It can be a whole different story. Absolutely. That's why it's imperative that we get more of Him in us. Mm-hmm. Um, we working towards a goal to become um, Christ-like as much as possible in this flesh. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Because we can't do That's it on our own. Like we can't do it on our own, Definitely you know what I mean? Cannot. To love your enemy, to turn the other cheek, um, to do good unto those who hate you, to yeah. pray for those who persecute you and yeah. despitefully use mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Folks can't do that in their own strength. <laughs> absolutely not. No, it, absolutely it, not. That has to be a work of the spirit. I think we like and the flesh is like naturally inclined to reti- like lash out or defend mm-hmm. you know what i mean um and and that's just the opposite of what the lord wants us to do yeah uh, he wants us to like you say pray for those who spitefully use us um extend the love of christ love your neighbor as you love yourself mm-hmm. yeah i really think that that's what the whole walk is about that's what the new testament is about it's about really getting to that place where it's it's all about a heart issue because if we look at 
a lot of the things from the Old Testament shifting into the New Testament, Jesus was saying stuff like pointing to the heart. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's not about you murdering a brother or something like that, but I'm saying that if you're even angry at a brother, right, then that's an issue. Or even if yeah. you look at a woman with lust, you've already sinned in your heart. Exactly. Before you even do the act, yeah, I'm worried about what the inside is looking like. Exactly. You know, what's going on in there? Because like the, the word says... In your book, Proverbs, right? <laughs> Out of the heart flows uh, yeah. abundance of is the issues, the issues of life. Of life. Um, yeah. And like every action is is a manifestation of what we feel internally, right? Mm -hmm. So whether good or bad, I believe, um, it, it's something that's in your heart to do or say. Wow. So, yeah, um, I'm glad that God looks at the heart. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for that. There's just like another perk, uh, if I could call it that, of grace, God's grace. Because your actions don't always line up. You know what I mean? Right. Um, sometimes we we fall. We fall short. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but the grace of God is sufficient. Yeah, it's sufficient. <laughs> it's sufficient. Yeah. yeah, I'm just really thinking about earlier we were talking about that, that, that relationship of seeing God as a heavenly father. Yeah. You know, you were explaining when we had the Bible study about how sometimes even raising your children help you to understand yeah the grace of god you want to talk about that a little bit yeah okay so i have um i have three children um my daughter is 23 um and i have two sons eight and nine years old and um i being a mom kind of helps me understand grace a little better because when you have children um you extend grace as a, as a mom, you know that, you know, sometimes it's just like, okay, I know that wasn't, you you know, that wasn't a good thing to do. You know, I told you not to do that. And, you know, but I'm going to let it slide this time. Or you give them a little talking to, you know what I mean? And depending on the child's character, you may have to, I have to deal with my older son a little different than I have to deal with the younger one, you know, um, depending on the child. Some some kids is more hard-headed than others, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 but then you know um sometimes you're like no nah, i gotta whip you you yeah, know what i mean like you, yeah. you're gonna get this work this time because i told you like repeatedly mm -hmm. stop jumping on the bed come on let's get it you already know what's you know what i mean it's just like you know you're wrong you yeah. did wrong um so i believe that the lord is uh, that helped me understand um, God's grace, um, being a mom and how we extend grace to our own children. Um, yeah, just being able to relate as, as a parent, that parental love and provision Yeah, and grace. Because even when you discipline your children, you're even doing that out of love. Absolutely. Like you're Absolutely. doing it because you understand that they need to mm -hmm. develop into functional citizens yeah you know what i mean you want to discipline them at home before they get out into the world and then the world has to discipline them you know all of that stuff has to be done early so you're doing it for their own benefit yes absolutely absolutely because if you don't like you said it breeds um they 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 become reckless wow. in certain areas mm -hmm. and if you don't chastise your children chastise your children the world definitely will, wow. whether by way of the legal system or um, just not having a good quality of life because of bad decision making. Um, 
it's so many things that could come, you know, from from a child not being trained up in the way they should grow. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're doing it for their benefit. And then even when you chastise them, they never stop being your son or your daughter. Right. Right. You the know? love never changes. The love never changes. Um, I think even when you have to chastise them, a lot of times it hurt me more than it hurt them. <laughs> That's and what I all the parents that, say, I believe right? God's heart <laughs> is like that, though. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, man, I just really want you to get this. Like, I love you. Yeah. I love you. You know what I mean? I don't want you to do that. You you may not understand right now, but that's not a good look. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can't. You may not see it right now, but five years down the road, that's gonna that's gonna create major issues for you in this way or that way. But um, sometimes you gotta let them walk that walk too. You know what I mean? You you want to kind of like shelter them or you know, listen, man, you you don't understand, mm-hmm. especially like my daughter. I have a 23 year old daughter. So, you know, girls, going to be girls, um, they grow up, they mature, you know, God look, young young men, if I could call them that, um, are interested or whatever the case may be. And just having certain standards or, you know, uh, looking at the integrity of a person and their character and the substance of a person and the heart. What you know? What manifests from their heart and their actions? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, you just don't always make good decisions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And be, as a result of that, um, you run into uh, issues that you may have been able to uh, avoid had you listened to your parents, had you listened to that warning or that heeding or that advice. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you're still graceful because when they get they run into a situation, a situation where they get hurt or they mess up their money or whatever the case may be. You still, you always going to be there mm-hmm. to catch that fall if you can. Right. You know what I mean? God is always there. He, he real life, like never leaves or forsakes us. So that's, that's another way that I, as a parent, I can relate, you know, um, you can be pissed too, Yeah. but you still, you know what I mean? That love mm-hmm. is going to supersede the anger. Because it's your child. You love them genuinely and unconditionally. So, wow. um, yeah, the grace of God is awesome. I can only imagine what that's like. You know, uh, my mom has a dog. I, I don't know. I shouldn't compare a child to a dog. They're like two totally different things. But this is just the closest that I can Because yeah, dogs, to. like, like they listen. Oh, I don't think she trained that train <laughs> cupcake the right way. Cupcake spoiled. She's very spoiled. And I had to I had to raise my voice at her one day because she was just like really wilding out. I think I spoiled her too much or something like that. And I she was just complaining about stuff. I think she I don't know what it was, but anyway, I finally had to like really raise my voice at her and it hurt me so much. <laughs> to get at the door? It it really did. It hurt me like it hurt me so much. But she acted good like that whole whole rest of the night. I didn't have a, a peep out of her. She was that like, straighten her up. it straightened her up. Probably she probably like, was in shock. She probably was shook. She might have been. you don't do that very often, right? Yeah, I don't. It take a lot, you know, to get me to that point. Yeah. But even still, it's like, man, you know, she was good probably that whole week after that. You know, she probably back to normal now. Back the whole week. Yeah. But I say all of that to say that it reminds me of that scripture obedience is 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 greater than sacrifice. sacrifice yeah like god would much rather prefer that we just kind of do right 
Yes. <laughs> Instead you of know? trying to give a sacrifice. Yeah. Or what we think is a sacrifice. Exactly. Yeah. But either way, he will get us to that point of where he needs us to be. Yeah. You know, it's for our own benefit. So, you know, the grace of God is just so amazing. Um, Absolutely. Like you said, it's free. You know, it's just something about free. Down here, people say all the time, nothing is actually free. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can get a free, free promotion, free. But then in the back of your mind, it's like, okay, what do you want for this? What do I got to give you? Do I got to give you time? Do I, mm-hmm. What's the catch? It's always something. It's always something. It's always something, yeah. But then in God's kingdom, it's like, that's really, that's the only only place, period, for real, where you can genuinely get the free gift of salvation. Yeah. Yeah. God's free gift. And free it's really, gift. really no, no stipulation. You know what I mean? It's right. just like, listen... Christ came to save you, follow him, and uh, serve him. Yeah. So what I want to do is I want to go to a few comments, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean, just to see what folks are talking about. I want to ask this question (laughs) while we're reading the comments. Why is it so difficult to receive God's grace if you have found it difficult? You know what I mean? Somebody might have been like, they might have came into the faith and been like, this grace thing easy. (laughs) It is liberating, (laughs) though. Yeah. God's grace is liberating when you actually can accept it mm-hmm. or accept the concept of grace and God's unconditional love is liberating because then you don't have that pressure of, well, not pressure, but you don't, it's not works based. Yeah. So, you know, all of that you're trying to do all that extra is not doing, it's not moving God anyway. You know, right. he, he would much rather you, like you said, um, do the right thing. Mm-hmm. It's a hard thing. And um, yeah. So, Stop. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so important to understand the difference between conviction and condemnation. Yeah. Because yeah. the Holy Spirit does give us conviction. Right. And the Lord explained this to me years ago. You know, the root word in conviction is convict. Wow. Yeah. And a convict is basically somebody that is um That's more or less guilty of a crime. I'm about to look it up real quick just to tell you right now what a convict is, how a convict is defined. Convicts are indebted too. Wow. Yeah, they're indebted. So a convict is is a noun, is a person found guilty of a criminal offense and serving a sentence of imprisonment. Mm -hmm. Wow. So when God sends us conviction, what the Holy Spirit is actually doing when he does that is he is making us aware that we have done something that is outside of the will of God. Yeah. But it's not to condemn us. Right. Right. It's to get us to actually go to God because the scripture says if we confess our sins, then he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So conviction that we receive, there's going to be two options that that folks usually do. You're either going to run to God or you're going to run away from God. And a lot of times if we're in that carnal mind or if we just haven't really matured a lot, or if we just feel like, oh, what I've done is just so horrible that even God can't tolerate it, then now we'll run away from him. But what God desires for us to do, the reason why he gives us conviction is to say, okay, I need you to run 
toward me. Right. And the reason why is because Jesus Christ already served that sentence. Right. You know how that definition says that right. we're serving, that a, sentence. serving a sentence right. of imprisonment. Right. What he did on the cross was he already paid the price for that debt. Yeah. That sentence, he nailed those sins to the cross. Yeah. Already. Already. So, so we just have to claim it. It's right. like, it's like Tap having some sort of a, you know, a rebate or something or a thing. You might have a coupon for something. Mm-hmm. You gotta use it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean. So, so I think it's so important for us to know the difference between conviction and condemnation. You gotta believe that you have it. Yes. That it's actually true. You know what I mean. That you actually can tap into it. Because mm-hmm. that's a hard thing to believe sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like it's it's there for the taking, mm-hmm. or the work that it takes to 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 cash in. Yep. You know what I mean. Like yep. when I say cash in, um, maybe that's not the best way to say it, but I mean like you got to bring the coupon with you. Yeah. You got to remember to, to give it to the cashier when you mm-hmm. when you paying like you you don't forget you got this coupon in your pocket or your purse or whatever yeah use that redeem it you know you know what i mean you got to show it you got to it's you like gotta... the, it's like the first part of that scripture says if we confess our sins yes and then it's like sometimes then we don't even want to confess it even though god already knows yes it's like so weird it's kind of like like when jonah tried to hide from god or something like that he already knows yeah but in our minds it's kind of like man i don't want to actually acknowledge this toward god for real? you know in front of god i'm just imagining what people might think i don't know i used to i okay. used to i used to feel like that but condemnation that's that's that's, that's what i was going to say when you brought up condemnation versus conviction so condemnation makes you feel horrible you know what I mean? It makes you feel like you don't have the grace of God or, you know, you know, you don't, you're not acknowledging the grace of God. It makes you feel bad. It makes you downtrodden. You know, your spirit is low. You know, you feel sad even, you know, like, man, I disappointed God. Um, you know, um, I feel bad about that. Yeah. I feel like, um, I'm not good enough. I feel like mm-hmm. I, 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 when whole time he's like, you said, if you tap into it, he's already, serve that sentence you are to ask god for forgiveness you know we repent and and like really having a repentant heart about the issue and keep it pushing like not staying in that place not allowing the uh the condemnation to to take root and um push you like you said further away from god mm-hmm. but um but running more even more so towards god it just lets us really understand how much we need God and you know, how much God loves us and um, the grace of God, how much we need that. And then acknowledging the Lord Jesus for his sacrifice on our behalf. um, It's just a reminder. And then you got conviction, which uh, (laughs) is a necessity. Um, I think that conviction um, also helps or serves as a tool to bring us closer to the Lord. Um, and it goes back to that, that wanting to please God, mm-hmm. you know, um, not wanting to take advantage or frustrate his grace, take it for granted. Um, then you naturally, your behavior uh, becomes, 
I don't want to say naturally because it's not natural. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you 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 get better. Yeah. You get better at um at recognizing condemnation, adhering to conviction, and accepting grace. Yeah. 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 Grace is the forgiveness. Grace is also the power. You know, there's a scripture that says grace is a teacher. You know uh-huh. what I mean? I gotta find it, but but grace is a teacher, um, meaning that yes we we do receive god's grace because he forgives us and we do receive uh god's grace let me see if i can find it uh grace is a teacher it's in titus let me make sure this is what i want titus chapter 2 verses 11 through 13 for the grace of god that brings salvation has appeared to all men teaching us that denying ungodly and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So what it says in verse 11 there says, the grace of God has appeared, uh, it says the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Hmm. But then what is what does the grace of God do? <laughs> Teach, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Mm. We got to do all of these things in this. That's what make it hard. Yeah. <laughs> in this present yeah. world, because what is the world? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride mm-hmm. of life. Right. Those are the, the 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 stimuli that are always trying to pull us away mm-hmm. you know with these five senses and his flesh is trying to pull us away yeah. but we have grace who is a teacher and that's so important because i think we have to know that when we do run toward god he's going to forgive us but he's also going to equip us mm-hmm. sometimes folks feel like i have to get it right first right you know like you okay know god what? i've been maybe you've been in some sort of sin cycle and it's like, all right, God, once I can cut down a little bit and then I can go to you and confess it, <laughs> but I don't want to confess it now because I know that I'm I'm so knee deep in it. That work. is no point in me. But what God is really saying is that you have to just confess it, mm-hmm. have a, a broken and contrite yeah. spirit about it, heart about it. And then he will give you the grace of forgiveness. Really, the forgiveness has already happened, but he'll also give you the grace to to which is the power mm-hmm. to learn yeah. how to do better and right. to actually have the power to do it. Right. Right. Well, bro, you feel like that's pride. Um, you know what I mean? Like we... when people um, like first this, then, then I'll do that. You know what I mean? Like first, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's, I feel like that's a form of pride thinking that, okay. Um, when you was talking about, First, the first receiving the uh, grace, mm-hmm. and then uh, confessing, or and I'm sorry, first confessing and then receiving the grace. Right, that's the way that the Lord requires us to confess your faults. I mean, I'll c- confess, and the Lord is faithful and just mm-hmm. to forgive. Um, but the confession part is kind of like, um, like you said, God already knows, but the pride in us and shame, you know, um, probably doesn't want to admit even though God already knows our, our faults and our flaws. But I feel like that's like a, a pride issue in the sense that we don't want to 
Um, or even necessarily like confessing your faults one to another. Yeah. Like sometimes, you know, the Lord um, has uh, convicted me or not even convicted me, prompted me to speak um, transparently about an experience, a personal experience, mm -hmm. um, like a testimony of what he's done, something that he's done in my life. But my pride wouldn't allow me to confess it to other people, even though obviously the Lord wants to use this experience or this testimony to help somebody, but because I'm still not in a place that I actually, you know, I'm receiving, um, well, I'm not in a place to want to confess before others, right, my shortcomings, right, right. even though I know that the Lord has forgiven me and that he's extending grace. Yeah, I think it's pride. I also think in that scenario, it could be fear. Yeah. Because we understand yeah. that. Fear of you Fear judgment? of man. In fear of judgment. Yeah. yeah. We understand that God is, we know, sometimes we can know who God is and we know that God knows all and sees all. And yeah. we know that God, I always say, if you go to the doctor and you get diagnosed with something that they've never seen before, that's when you want to get worried. <laughs> but God has seen everything. He knows everything. Right, right. Now, the thing about man is, with man, we know that man is not God. Mm -hmm. So I do think it's that fear of being judged that you mentioned. Yeah. That we don't want to go to them, to them for that reason. Yeah. And even as far as as it relates to God, um, going to God, I think that can be a pride issue. I think it could also be a rebellion issue too, because sometimes mm. it's like. <laughs> Like if you stay like, no, out, say, yeah, no, like say if your curfew is, say if your curfew is like midnight, right? And you, you could come in at one, but I think sometimes folks be like, I don't, I, I'm having such a good time partying that mm -hmm. I'm going to come in at five. Mm -hmm. And I think in that instance, it's kind of like, that's good. That's an example of that greasy grace. Where it's kind of like, okay, grace? I don't know where I heard that term before. <laughs> I heard that term somewhere before. But it's kind of like, okay, I want to, I know I want to get cleaned up, but before I get cleaned up, I want to max out all of this bad stuff since I'm already in <laughs> trouble, Man. which I think is a form of pride because it's just assuming that the next moment is promised and it's not. Uh, I think that's a tactic too, to keep you in a cycle of sin. Because the enemy wants you to believe that next time is going to be better. Just wow. go ahead. You, you, you'll get it next time. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and, um, you know, you want to go ahead and sleep with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you're going to just, God going to forgive you. you. Next time, you you know, you're going to do better. Or go ahead and, you know, whatever the case may be, go ahead and smoke that J. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You, you know, this is this your last time. You're going to, you know, apologize and seek God for deliverance. But. And all actuality, the next time becomes the next time becomes the next time. Wow. You know? Man. Um, yeah. And, and that's why we have to have a heart to want to follow after Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 All right, I'm going to get to the comments for real now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what they talking about? I always say that, then I don't do it right away. Uh, and we would just want to greet everybody. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. HGM says, blessings. I believe we first need to define what grace is mm. because I believe as Christians, we don't have a tangible definition. 
Wow, that's important too. And I think we might have just spoken on that a few moments ago when we were reading that scripture about how uh, how grace is a teacher. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Grace, grace is forgiveness, but grace is also instruction. I heard somebody even define grace one time as time to get it right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's a grace is life. Yeah. Like literal life. Yeah. Like I would probably be actually dead have it had it not been for God's grace. Right. You know, or um, you know, different people have different testimonies, but it's 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 tangible in the sense that you are still here, I guess. Yeah, I'm trying to look at the scripture in Ephesians where it, it mentions kind of briefly what Paul calls the dispensation of grace. grace. You know, there there's a grace period. And by the grace of God, we're under it. (laughs) You know, we're not appointed to God's wrath or anything like that. So there is a grace period, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, So, yeah, I think all of those things kind of work into that tangible definition of grace. But that's a great point that you make, HDM, about really kind of assessing what is grace in the first place. I got my mm-hmm. concordance line around here somewhere. In a minute, I'm going to look it up and see see what it actually says grace is. Yeah, I think that's it. Thank you, sis. Yeah, so you, you can look, look that up grace? as a matter of fact. Yeah. See, Ozzy, you put me to work. Nah. <laughs> Sister Ashaki says, just left a study on this subject of casting down strongholds, evil thoughts. Holy Spirit is speaking. Glory to the Most High. Praise the Lord. Praise yeah, God. that's just so important. I love her name too. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying it wrong at first. You were? What were you I saying? I used to say Ashaki. Okay. Then when she introduced herself, she was like Ashaki. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. No, that's a pretty, it's very unique. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, so. Glean from his word says, God's word is a restorer rebuilds and redeems satan causes doubt distractions and destroys wow absolutely i agree yeah being constructive versus being you know what i mean like god is god we have to understand that god is on our side yeah that 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 is a huge thing about receiving grace in the first yeah. place just coming into the the the, un, the understanding that god is on our side yeah. he's not waiting for us to stumble he's not you know causing us to walk on eggshells and nothing Mm -hmm. like that he he wants to see us with him for eternity the bible says it is his will that none should perish perish, so he wants us to get it right right Right. and if and if that's the case then it says in uh, i think philippians 1 and 6 that he's going to finish the work that he started in us yes in us yeah perfect it absolutely wow he 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 wants to do that it says being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of jesus christ right wow Hmm. you found a definition sis um it's kind of weird to um look stuff up in that book sometimes i'm I'm in the area so you can okay i'm gonna keep going i'm not really sure about this yeah it's like uh what is this bro 
I can. I, mean, I, how you... I, I, I'll show you. I do it. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, grace is, happens to be one of those words that. Because it's given like. Yeah, it has different definitions depending on like the scripture and stuff like that. And, you know, all of those different type of things. So just kind of oh, looking there it is, at this. At the bottom. Yeah. I was looking for like that, like a heading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, Sorry, guys. It says grace has various uses. Okay. Objective, that which bestows or occasions pleasure, delight, or causes favorable regard. Mm -hmm. It is applied to beauty or gracefulness of a person. All right. So that's one thing. Subjective, on the part of the bestower, the friendly disposition from which the kindly act proceeds, graciousness, loving kindness, goodwill generally. So even reading that, it's a whole bunch more, but even just reading that, it makes me think about a scripture that, that I shared earlier this week about how it said that Abraham was called the friend of God, mm -hmm. said that Abraham obtained righteousness and he was called the friend of God. And what made him a friend of God was the fact that he was righteous and, and righteous means to be in right standing with God. Right. So I'm looking it up right now, but I say all of that to say that Abraham being a friend of God, he obviously had the grace of God over his life. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's James two and 23. I think make sure that this is what I want. Uh, James 2 and 23. Okay, yeah, this is it. But this is talking about faith and faith without works. So it says, I'll start at verse 20. But do you want to know, oh, this was the version I want. That don't sound, oh, it's a new King James. But do you want to know, oh, foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works and by works faith was made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which says Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. Mm -hmm. The reason why I bring that up is because I want to point out that when we are righteous, meaning that we're in Christ, God is our friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We are the friend of God. Yeah. Like we're friends with God. Yeah. And I was talking about some of the characteristics of friendship. Friends have each other's best interests. Yeah. Friends look out for one another. Yeah. Friends love one another. Friends help one another. Right. So I think a big part of receiving the grace of God is understanding that he is our friend. Hmm. Yeah, I recently had to learn that. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like uh, you you learn God as Father, you learn God as Savior, you know God as Healer, Teacher. Um, but God is friend. That just hit a little different. Um, even though you would think Father, um, I mean, for me, it hit a little different because mm. um, finding a friend in God. Oh man. Um like I said, that just hit a little different than other all of the other 
Um, I appreciate them all, all the characteristics of God and what he is in our lives and what mm-hmm. he is to us. But finding a friend in God um, took me to somewhere else, you know, a deeper uh, level of um, intimacy with God. Wow. Yeah. I believe that a part of that goes back to, and I don't even know if we said this word earlier, but worth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, when we're talking about grace, we just feel like we have to be worthy. We have to be worthy, right? right? That's right. that's how we naturally feel. Like I have to be worthy of this gift. Yeah. And I think that all of those wonderful terms about God, like father, mm-hmm. uh, savior, um, you know, healer, yeah. deliverer, yeah. Yeah. all of those things that you mentioned. Yeah. Those are, are great things. And all of those basically see God in a superior light, yeah. which he always is superior Absolutely. regardless. Right. But, but those, those, it, those titles, those definitions place him kind of in a place where it's like, mm-hmm. he's way up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then when we call him friend, yeah, it's like, okay, you, we friends and we sitting right beside right, each other. Right. And it's not to say that like God is, on our level because right. you know he, right. we're we're not on the level of god Absolutely. but god is loving enough yeah. that he will relate to us as a friend a friend yeah but that's why i think it's so yeah. difficult because friend is is almost like a just think about your relationship with your parents versus your friends yeah your yeah. friends you say whatever you want y'all mm-hmm. making jokes and y'all mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hanging out and goofing off yeah. But then with your parents is different. Yeah. That reverence. Um reverence. That respect. You know, you just it's different. But um it's it's liberty in that too. It's a great liberty in uh finding friendship in God or accepting God as a friend, receiving uh-huh. God as a friend. Um like you say, it's all these these things are all they are available to us. It's available to us, but we have to tap in kind of wow. you know um god can be a friend as as much as we received him receive him as a friend mm-hmm. as we make him a friend yeah you guys says i'm gonna read a few comments um faith uh brother ray said earlier faith is simply acting like god is telling the truth amen <laughs> he said and his word if his word said it then it is established absolutely yeah you know, god i wonder um hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, sis. No, I, w- I was just thinking about the whole the whole friendship thing. Um, sometimes, you know, when we go through periods of isolation or like what people consider to be like a wilderness and so on and so forth, you um, when you're going through tough times in the world or when you're going, we're experiencing some sort of hardship, um, you know, your, your, your friends are who you lean on. Your friends are who you depend on. Um, and this is amazing that like God is all of that. Mm-hmm. Like he's healer, he's he's deliverer, he's father, savior. Um, and 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 a friend, that's who you, you you really come to a place where you lean on him, you depend on him, you confide in him, you talk to him, he he becomes more relational wow. in a sense. Um I didn't I, I couldn't you can, you know, you hear these things, but until you experience it in your own walk, it just, 
like I said, it just hit, it just hit different. I was in a place of um, I won't say isolation, but maybe a wilderness sorta. Um, and that was not a place. It's kind of like when you when I experienced the death of my younger sister, there was no nobody could console me. You know what I mean? Like you know, but God is a as a friend. Um, cause you look, you lean on your friends for support, for comfort. Um, and God becomes that he replaces like how we have friends in the world, in in the kingdom and in, in this walk. I'm not saying that we're not supposed to have regular friends or human friends, but God, um, he takes the place of this, my best friend thing. You know, everybody wants to have a best friend, my BFF mm-hmm. and all of that. I don't even know if they still say that, but <laughs> <laughs> but that was a big thing a couple of years back. But yeah, God as friend, God as best friend, like it's liberating. Um, Man, it's <laughs> yeah. He was called the friend, the friend of God. It's too far. Yeah, I'm good. sorry. You yeah, know, he was called the friend of God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man. Let me see. Here's a comment by Sister Tatiana. She says, I had a hard time in forgiving myself in order to accept God's grace. Mm-hmm. But through prayer and fasting, I'm able to press through. Praise the Lord, Praise sister. God. That's that's such an important point that you make that a lot of times we have issue forgiving ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's like that. that is... That's a the whole stumbling thing. block when it comes to receiving the grace of God. That's the whole thing. Because God, like you said, we, we, he's already served that sentence. Mm-hmm. We, we imprisoning ourselves in a sense yeah. by not accepting the grace. Um, yeah. So I definitely, yeah. Yeah. You gotta I think... forgive your, forgive yourself and receive the Lord's forgiveness and forgive yourself the way he is forgiving you to be able to move on. Yeah. I recognize that that's the enemy. That is condemnation. Yeah. There's a pastor named Paul Washer. He used this example one time in hockey, right? Mm-hmm. They have something called the penalty box. Mm. So basically, if you tackle, I mean, if you, you know, knock somebody down the wrong way, or if you get into a fight or something like that, then they they put you in a penalty they box. They probably stay in there because they be wilding in <laughs> hockey, man. <laughs> they be right. like real life fighting. Yeah, yeah. And you got to stay there maybe like five or 10 minutes or something like that, mm-hmm. which is a long time for game. Oh, play. Hockey game yeah. And Paul Washer was basically saying that sometimes we will put ourselves in the penalty box. Wow. And yeah. we have like this sort of measurement in our minds, like for what I did, I need to be, I need to be doing this for this mm, amount of days. Yes. It's like this, this checks and balances yeah. that we do yeah. as if the cross didn't already do those right, things. Right. And right. then we feel like that justifies us. Like, okay, I, I did this amount of time so in the penalty now. box, so I'm good now. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which goes back to what you were saying about how it can be prideful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can't work that off. Wow. <laughs> you can't work You can't work your way back. Nah, none of that. Mm-hmm. Man. <laughs> Glean from his word says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Mm-hmm. Asking God daily to create in me a clean heart so that pride doesn't enter my heart. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's such a powerful word. Sister Marcia said, hyper grace, the abuse of God's grace as an excuse to sin. Yeah, that mm. is a thing as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, folks, it's all about the intentions, the meditations of the heart. I think the Bible calls it. Yeah. Sister Brittany says, it's so wonderful that we don't have to perform when we're in Christ. I say that. One thing I could say is that 
I can really tell when. So the way that this is supposed to work mm-hmm. is we're supposed to be dead to sin and alive in Christ right. so that Christ can live through us. Right. I can personally tell the difference between when Christ is living through me versus when I'm putting forth my own effort. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I can just kind of sense that. And mm-hmm. that's why I don't call it performance. You know, sure. You are, you know, you're the, you're the arms and the legs and stuff like that. If mm-hmm. he chooses to use you, you're he, the vessel, right? right? But who fills the vessel is God. Right. And he fills the vessel with his spirit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's, he's the one that's working through yeah. us. Right. And there's a huge difference between that and then doing something on our own. On your own. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. A hundred percent. This band is because it's, it's hard to, uh, it's, well, I can say it's hard. It's it's kind of difficult, I guess, to be just be used, just be a vessel. Yeah. Because you get in your own way. Mm-hmm. You know, you get in your own way. Um, then yeah. that that could be pride, pride yeah. too, because then you want to, because whoever does it is the one who's entitled to the glory. To the glory. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I I believe mm-hmm. God will intentionally frustrate things if He knows that it's not. That you're not allowing him to work through you. Mm. It's certain things that I either can't do or I just don't do well if I'm not really abiding in him like I should. Yeah. Like I can't write a song without the Holy Spirit giving me the words. But Mm. I've tried to write a song and I haven't really been prayerful. I've just been kind of goofing off. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, it just doesn't work. Right. So I can't do it until he gives it to me. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You know, and he gives it to me when he wants to give it to me. Wow. The same thing with a Bible study or uh, even a solid talk sometimes. It's like, I can tell now, most of the time, God will grace me enough to be able to teach the Bible study, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, Effectively, because he has a word that he wants to get to to God's children, Mm -hmm. to his people. But I can definitely tell the difference when I'm like, when I just been hitting on yeah. all cylinders and just been mm-hmm. letting Christ work through me yeah. versus when I'm just, I, maybe I've been busy or maybe I've just been lazy or something like that. Yeah. And then I try to do it. It's a yeah. huge difference that I can feel. Yeah. That reminds me of um, having the gift without, the uh, the gifts of God without are without repentance yep. or having a gift, but the anointing is like what really set that gift off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you could be a talented singer or an artist or a drummer or whatever, whatever gift you have, whatever talent you have, but it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. If the Lord does, if the anointing of the, of the Lord isn't in it wow, or working in it, you know what I mean? It's just a song. It might mm-hmm. be a good song, you know what I mean? But it it's not going to hit, the people, the hearts yeah. of the people, the way it should, without the Lord's anointing on it. Absolutely. So you may even be able to write a song out. You no, know what I mean? can't. I, I ain't gonna say I tried to write it out. <laughs> what I would say is like I've had moments where I've tried to write, and I know it's like if I haven't been in the word like I need to be or something like that. He he will literally stop it. Mm. Or if it's something that I need to do that I haven't done. And I'm doing that because that's fun for me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But maybe if I need to be writing writing the book or something like that or something else that's not as fun, 
mm-hmm. then he'll stop that mm-hmm. on purpose, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't it, get through it. Yeah, I can't yeah. get through it. And I praise God for that. Yeah, you absolutely. Know what I, mean? I don't want to be love. able to do it. Yeah. That's love right there. Yeah. You know? It reminds me of that scripture. Unless the Lord build a house, they that labor, labor wow. in vain. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Yeah, we, need we that gonna, fuel. Yeah. We need that power. Praise the Lord. Yeah, we're gonna go back and read a few last comments. Um oh yeah, we were supposed to be. Yeah, it's all good. I, I didn't get to all of them today, but but you know, prayerfully, I can go back and read them and stuff like that. Glory to God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, God is just so wonderful. I'm trying to really see what folks are talking about in here. Yeah, yeah, that's a good scripture. Faith without works is dead. Yeah, absolutely. HGM. Glory to God. Yeah. Uh, Israel says, therefore, to him that knows to do good and does it not to him, it is sin. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, this, 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 that's a good one. This new and living way is about the leading of the Holy Ghost. Yes. You know, yeah. and, and, and the law of the spirit, as it says in, I think either Galatians or Romans or maybe both. That's what we're doing. We're following the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And that's God's expectation of us is to follow the Holy Spirit. That scripture reminds me, like, it puts me in the mind of, like, you know, when you when you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know that this is sinful. You know that this is, and, and the Lord will warn you. He will heed you, you know, but you still do it anyway. Yeah. Or you take it upon yourself to act on whatever. Um, thoughts that you may have or desires that you may have mm-hmm. to him it is sin but when you when it's in ignorance you kind of have a different type of grace yeah um so i praise god for grace man. again yeah and again yeah and again and again <laughs> and again and again man here's an interesting comment by sister sarita she says i think god gives grace to those without faith hence the grace of it and mm. i think what she's saying in that is sometimes God's grace is so gracious that even in our folly, it, it reminds me of the scripture. It says uh, that God commended his love to us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yes. Yeah. And even thinking back in my life, there were certain things that when I was not a believer, God did them in spite of me. Because yep. really ain't had nothing to do with me, but I wasn't even born again yet. Right. But it's like he's he he opened certain doors mm-hmm. and he probably protected me from certain things and yes. certain people. Absolutely. Because he knew in 2021 Man. I need him sitting down in his basement <laughs> talking about talking, right, right. race. And Man. because he knows the end from the beginning. Absolutely. Even in my ignorance. Yep. It's, as a matter of fact, scripturally, Paul said in one verse i obtained grace because i did it ignorantly wow yeah wow so that goes to your point when you say if you knew better you do better, do better. you know and what I mean? all things work together yeah and you it was you know you did it in ignorance but the lord like you say knew that what's today marks uh, may march april may may 1st yeah, may 1st yeah 2021 he knew that you was gonna be sitting down in this basement you know broadcasting on youtube mm-hmm yeah. 
first Timothy chapter one, verse 13. This is Paul. I believe he's describing himself here. I'm going to back it up at least to 12. Let me see something real quick. You he's, type really well, bro. I, you know what? I took typing. They they taught us typing in middle school. Yeah, and me too. I probably, I probably was. I was really good way. at it. Like, we had a really <laughs> good, good uh, typing instructor. I can't remember the lady's name. I think she passed away now, but she was an older lady when I taught her, and she, you know she had fake teeth and all of that. But she used to, she used to uh, <laughs> go over all the letters, and she'd be like Q A Z W S X. So I was like the third best typer in the class. It was two girls ahead of me that were like way better than me. Wow. Yeah, you, you, yeah, and it's like accurate. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I don't mean to toot my own horn, but you know. <laughs> you say the gifts are without okay. repentance okay so first timothy chapter 1 verse 12 this is paul speaking and i thank christ jesus our lord who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful putting me into the ministry who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious but i obtained mercy because i did it ignorantly in unbelief wow. yeah ignorantly in unbelief wow mm. then he says and the grace of our lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love which is in christ jesus mm. listen to this this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that christ jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom i am chief <laughs> wow man how be it for this cause I obtain mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all long suffering mm. for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. Wow. That, that, that was <laughs> some powerful words by Paul. Absolutely. Man. Man, God Paul is so always, good. Man. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Of whom I am chief. Yeah. Hmm. That man called himself a chief sinner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he said I was a blasphemer, a persecutor, yeah. and all of that stuff. Man. Paul was so terrible. Like when he when he got saved, people were shook. Like, is this real? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Wow. Like <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is this for real? You know? <laughs> yeah. Are you really saved or you trying to come lock us up? Wow. That's the whole thing of grace, receiving it when you never even knew it existed or never have wanting it. Wow. Mm. Sister Pat says, I get what you mean, says basically it's favor from God that we do not deserve. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Man, it's just some good discussion in here. God is just so wonderful. I, I apologize for not getting to everyone's comment because I know this is an important lesson. Um Man, yeah, one waters, one plants, one waters, but God gives the increase. Yep. So listen, sister, I just I just thought that that was so powerful what we discussed earlier this week about receiving the grace of God and how it can sometimes be a challenge. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's encouraging to just hear yeah. some of the ways that that you were able to, you know, overcome that. And even me, too, that we were able to kind of get to that place and still are getting to that place to receive the grace of God. Did you have any last comments before we close up? Yeah. Um, 
Get out yourself. Wow. You know what I mean? We got to get out of ourselves, out of our feelings, out of ourselves. Yeah. You know, and let the Lord be the Lord. Um, receive his grace, his liberty in it, his freedom in Christ Jesus and in his, in his grace and the grace of God. Um, so, yeah, let's just get out our own ways. Yeah. Wow. Out of our own way. Praise the Lord. Well, I thank you for coming on, sis. Yeah, this is God dope. is just so good. I um, believe it's 930. Yeah, you feel like it. You feel like it's later or earlier? No, I thought it was earlier. It's earlier. Yeah, I gotta start making these shorter too when we do the podcast. I don't know if folks want to listen that long, but anyway, <laughs> we ain't gonna quench the Holy Ghost. But listen, <laughs> I thank you for coming on, sis. You gotta thank come back again sometime. Me. Um, God is just so wonderful. Mm-hmm. I don't. I feel like we just fleshed out everything that needs to be talked about this topic, and prayerfully, it's something that can help folks yeah. along the way. So. That's all I have in this Solid Talk family. That's all we have. I pray that you've been edified. You all take care and be blessed. <laughs> this is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid. I'm dropping knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working. His goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object. Culture living godless, I can't even call it. We in the last days, Babylon is falling. Don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya Just walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, only a render shall be saved We trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next True believers, they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I glory, we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check in from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect try and keep my sanity amongst calamity social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity pc culture on a mission and they try to cancel me but i know jesus gonna to keep me covered like a canopy blood give me amnesty no i can't handle me not where i want to be but best believe i plan to be flesh wrestle against the spirit main event and slambery so i need them every day this daily weekly annually iron sharp as iron so i'm strengthened by my brethren we may not meet down here but guaranteed the link in heaven the born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in